Welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. And if you're hearing this message, it's because you've selected one of our episodes from season one of the Fire Podcast. My wife and I, we used to live in Columbus, Ohio before we did. Uh, this podcast was launched and it was run by Jeffrey Hawthorne and Nick Hawthorne. They did a wonderful job. Uh, really thankful for those guys. And since then, we have moved out to Seattle, Washington. We uh, now feel like it's time to relaunch this podcast. And so if you want to hear the newest content, you'll want to jump to the relaunch, which is episode 14. Uh, if not, definitely stay, listen to this content. It's full of great speakers and rich content. You'll probably laugh uh, a few times along the way. Those guys are hilarious, and I uh, hope it blesses you. Also, if fire has impacted you in any way and you, you love what we do, uh, please consider supporting us either one time or monthly. Uh, you can go over to firemovement.com slash support uh, to to give there, um, and we appreciate any any kind of support. We're really thankful for you guys. Also, please share. Um, share these episodes with your friends. Share with us what God's doing through this, how these are speaking to you. I'd love to connect with you and hear a little bit more of your story. Uh, and so send us an email, send us a message, connect with us through social media, however you'd like, but I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. And I love everything about you. the most fire podcast you will ever hear with your host Jeffrey Hawthorne. Today our leadership team is on a retreat in Tennessee and I'm with another member of our leadership team Peter Lewis. Peter what up? What's going on? Good to be here. Yep, Thank you. We chilling. We have had a combined 10 cups of coffee today and we are feeling great. It's about 8 p.m. Oh my gosh is it really 8? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. All right. Slow day. Fast day. Fast day. Sorry. All right, well, let's let's jump on into it. Um, we want to go heavy early. Uh, would you rather eat a sandwich dunked in coffee, or eat a drink a salty cup of coffee? So, a sandwich dunked in coffee or a salty cup of coffee? I would have to say the sandwich dunked in coffee because I've already had salty coffee, not by not by choice, but I thought salt was sugar and that's Ooh. how that went so i've tasted it not how much did you actually drink of that cup did you finish it <laughs> uh probably at least half, half. yeah <laughs> just like, what's wrong with it doesn't taste right taste it i'm gonna keep sipping it until i figure it out oh it's salt great oh that's hilarious i don't i don't know that i can ever do it dedication that's wild so would you rather hmm be super hairy, like hair all over your body, like Wolfman type deal, or be completely bald, like no hair on your body. Oh, hair! I would manscape the living daylights out of myself. That's true. I'd put like the Eiffel Tower on my back. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet, actually. People have tattoos. Like I just have very nice, you know, That's hilarious hedge trimmings. Okay. Would you rather have to wear the same pair of clothes, or same outfit for a whole week? but be able to shower or not be able to shower for a whole week 
oh, I shower. I need a shower. <laughs> okay. So you'd wear the same clothes? Yeah, the happily. I'm pretty, I've, I've worn the shirt three days. So you, that's just testament to you, it. <laughs> you would just take like a couple of showers a day to keep those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put some, put some spray on it. Yeah. Keep that, keep you that stuff it. warm. Nice and clean. Cologne and deodorant go a long way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so let's get into the real topic. So that's not the real topic. No, All right. No. Wow. <laughs> no, the real topic would be like coffee or tea. I'm not ready to go there yet. As I sit my dark roast coffee from. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. You've had four or five cups of coffee a day, right? Yeah. Not four or five cups of tea. So no, 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 no. Coffee might be your answer. What about tacos or burritos? I have to go with tacos only because recently I had, I can't remember where it was from, but our work ordered tacos mm-hmm. and they were so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they were so good. <laughs> I think I had like nine. Oh, so, so good. The last three days for lunch, I've had tacos. <laughs> good man. That's how you do it. I was like, I can't stop. Tacos might be my favorite food. It's they, variety. There's it's in like the small, like the true authentic Mexican ones. They're tiny. So like you can just put them down or you can eat them and just have two. And be completely content. But burritos, it's like, that's a big commitment. Like, you're, <laughs> you're stepping up like 1,500 calories. Like, loosen the belt, unbutton yep, the shirt, you gotta right. get ready. That's, that's too much mental preparation. Yeah, you need, for you me. need to clear out the next two hours after a burrito to take a nap. Tacos, you'd be like, you're good after. Yeah. And you're Space just happy. Oh, yeah. You're good. Anyway, so let's talk about Jesus. Let's. My king. <laughs> so, you're in our group, like, just someone that I've seen and that we've seen, like, really grow I've been around less time than a lot of the other leadership team but just grow as like a true like pastor and really growing into like the fathering of people and just like shepherding them into who they really are and through a lot of things that they're going through just from personal experience and just experience with Jesus and the way that like he shepherded his disciples so I want to like kind of pull on you from that it's just something that you carry so like how do you experience or how do you know like Jesus as a shepherd well, for me, it actually started, it had to be maybe four or five years ago. I was at fire one night and I, I wasn't in leadership. I was just showing up and I was just going through a hard time. There was just a lot of garbage and I didn't really have anyone to communicate to. Mm-hmm. And I remember as I left, you could just see like the storm cloud above my head following me. Like he's just not good. And Ryan looked over at me, and, and he, he noticed I wasn't doing well. And then later, he, he ended up texting me and saying, Hey, are you doing okay? And it was that sort of thing that reminded me of how good my father was. Because even it, though it wasn't a big deal, it could be him just saying, like, Oh, you know, he's just being emotional. He'll work through it. Mm-hmm. He actually had the compassion to reach out. Just of like, like hey, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for you. I would love to just make sure you're doing okay. And that's really where I I got a a really good taste of what a shepherd was, is someone who was just willing to walk alongside you in its simplest form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so how much of that aspect of it do you think, like, does intentionality play with, specifically with Jesus as shepherd, and also just in our own lives as we shepherd people, or we are shepherded by others? I think the intentionality actually is really what's so beautiful about Jesus compared to anything else that you mm-hmm. can be led by is uh, he has the heart of intentionality to, to learn. And, you know, when he says he's the good shepherd, he says it's because I know my sheep. 
and he knows how to handle each one. Some of them, you know, like a shepherd would, it's just like a correction with the staff. Like, oh, you know, just back in line, come on. And some of them he would actually probably like pick up and put on his shoulders and like have to require more of that. Like, I know you need me to like put you on my back and bring you back to where you need. So I think intentionality is, it's the separating point that makes him a much greater king and shepherd than anything else could be. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So what does it actually mean for Jesus to be a shepherd? That is a really good question. (laughs) Um, For Jesus to be a shepherd, I think it all just comes down to that that same verse. is like, my sheep hear my voice. And for him to be a shepherd, it's actually two pieces. Is If you want him to be your shepherd, that all starts from just being opened up to hearing his voice. And to, like, it starts at salvation. Then we get baptized and filled with the Spirit. And it's a lot of those things initially that just kind of, they're, they're just showing him, like, I love you. Like, I would do anything for you just to hear your voice, to be led by your voice. And um, I think that's where at least it's established is his sheep hear his voice and he knows his sheep. And that is the very simple level of shepherding from my understanding. Yeah, that's so good. It's just so powerful that we have, like, a shepherd who's willing to, to walk with us, like, through this journey. <laughs> Whether, yeah, whether we're in the pasture or whether we're going somewhere else and he's just has his, his rod oh he walked off the cliff again I gotta go get him you're right back <laughs> oh that that rascal I'm pretty sure my early days were my theme song was like he'll be coming around the mountain once again he'll be coming around the mountain once again sad had to be that that lone sheep right gotta be the lone sheep no it's bad <laughs> so funny so what does it mean for us, like, to to shepherd others, to, like, walk through that process and see people who maybe need that guidance, whether we have that open invitation, like, into their lives to speak or, like, establishing that relationship, too, like, just in the relationships that we have in our everyday lives, whether it is, like, a true, like, father-son relationship or just, like, a brother situation or just a friend. That's good. I think using a really practical example would be if you were, let's say, a shepherd in the field and you had a flock of sheep, you know, there are times when, as, you know, using Jesus, he would be ahead of the flock and they would just be following and other times he's behind, he's kind of in the midst of them. Sometimes he does something to one and then, you know, five more follow Mm -hmm. that. So what I really think it comes down to is just knowing what kind of... I guess what kind of touch from God a person needs in a moment is what it really comes down to because you're knowing like Jesus, you're, you're taking the time to ask him like, what, what do they need? Like, Holy spirit, can you reveal to me like what's going on? Can you shed anything into this situation that will give me revelation to help them with this? And you know, for me having people to say it's like a pastor's heart, that's, that's what I'm all about is just the people. It's seeing the people and seeing what's laid before them. And I actually think shepherding has a lot to do with prophetic as well because it actually pulls on some of that thing of like, you're not just like there mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it's okay. Like, sorry, you're going through such a hard time. Right. But there's the other piece where you kind of stand in front of them and you're like waving them along into who they actually are. And it even puts it on you. Like you need to hear from God clearly, but you also need to teach them how to hear clearly as well. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so powerful too with, cause it's not like they're always just patting them on the back where it would be in that context. It's like, they're just in the pasture. 
or wherever and they, you know they have the safe walls around them and you're just like you know it's okay don't worry i'm here <laughs> but there's also the times where like you know they're they're traveling they're journeying to another pasture or mm-hmm. to wherever and you do have to like they have to follow the voice of the shepherd and there is like that potential for like correction or like guidance from the shepherd not it's always not to go too weird to be like you know people are dependent on like you know the shepherd but we are in terms of our relationship to jesus yeah. not necessarily for um like my relationship to a shepherd in my life or something mm-hmm. like that but but that's I, a good point too is because a lot of people i think where i've seen shepherding fail is when they feel like they need to become jesus or the holy spirit for a person mm-hmm. well they're not trying to like idolize themselves like i am god for you but um there are times where you actually do have to kind of look out because it's like there's a healthy amount that you can actually be the voice and like share what God's sharing about them. But other times you need to also, as part of shepherding, it's building into maturity of like, Hey, like we've had a talk and mm-hmm. I think this is something where actually he'll give you the correction personally, or yeah. he'll give you the, the wisdom to continue forward without me there to kind of guide you. So I think there are, there is that balance of there's too much, but then there's like that just right amount. Yeah. I think that's powerful too. Going back to what you said earlier about them just being able to, like hear the voice um like of the shepherd and then like when they're able to do that it's like hearing the voice of the father then also the shepherd in like the the more pastoral sense him like asking for wisdom and like bringing jesus in the situation like give me wisdom give me revelation to speak into this situation because then it's not like you're operating out of your own flesh when you're trying to help someone you're like jesus like what do you want to do in the situation like you know they're going through this situation this circumstance like how how can i partner with you to make this right and then like that, when you're operating in that, you know, that's selfless, that's humility, and you're able to actually help them, and you're not doing that in the flesh, but in the spirit with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then also it's important, like, for them to hear the voice of God for themselves and him to be able to hear the shepherd, so they're not dependent on your voice, but, like, Absolutely. his voice. And I think that's part of what the shepherd's job is, too. I think, like, with the rod is, like, a lot of that time is when they're, like, correcting them or bringing them back into the path. It's, like, bringing them back and, like, well, what is Jesus saying? Like, what is Jesus actually doing in this moment? And it's kind of just bringing them back to beholding Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's good. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so what is maybe a time where like someone's come to you, you don't have to be too specific, but like you've had an opportunity to shepherd someone or to kind of seek wisdom from Jesus and like pull on heaven for like a situation where you've needed him to help someone like in a, in a shepherding way. Mm. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Which one should I pull from now? Yeah. Um, I think the most recent one was a situation where people were, I guess, doing certain actions that mm-hmm. they weren't realizing were affecting a lot of other people around them. And it was one thing where someone on the outside would look in at, you know, so-and-so and be like, man, I, I see what they're doing and it's actually hurting somebody else. But I don't have any sort of say into that. Um, And then when they come to me, I say, well, is this something that you just need to talk with them about? And then you see how that behavior carries on, or is it something where you need to like pull someone in to help process through it? And in that case, yeah, it was something where, um, you know, as leaders, we had to just step in and have a conversation. But when you, when you approach it with love, I think is, it's so crucial because like we were talking earlier today, love is what covers a multitude of sins. And um, just the nature of those things is sometimes they're realized, sometimes they're not. And so when you approach with love, 
one, it just, it reminds people of like, you're here for me. Like you're not here just to pat yourself on the back that you're leading someone or that you hear from God, you're awesome. But but when it comes down to it, it's, you, you just want to be love. And in this sense, I, I had pulled the person aside who was doing the harmful actions. And I just told them like, Hey, um, just, I've noticed this. I've had people come to me and say something and they just felt like this was something that we as a leadership team should talk about. And the conversation was perfect because the person walked away not har- like not harmed. They weren't broken. They didn't feel like they were the worst thing on the planet, but they just saw opportunity ahead of them because they're like, wow, that, that actually isn't me. Like the real me does this and it encourages the people. And, you know, this person was getting torn down by my actions. So it was, it was just super powerful to be a part of that and just walk in and be like, just shit. And like, it wasn't even something where I had to have advice. I just brought up what happened and then I told them who they were and they kind of the gears mm-hmm. turned in their head and they're like wow I didn't realize that was happening thank you and those are the moments that are just beautiful to me yeah I feel like a lot of those situations that I've had to have just been like you kind of have this fear to get over of like it's going to be like rough or like they're going to not respond well but then always <laughs> if you if you operate it's like this is who you are I'm so proud of you and I love you and then there's these things going on that's not who you are and it doesn't affect how much I love you, but I just want to let you know, and this is how it affects other people. Mm-hmm. Their eyes just get open to it and they're like, a lot of times they don't know that their actions are causing, you know, reactions out of other people that hurt other people. And a lot of people, like, they're not aware of the power that they carry with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And it's like when they become awoken to that, like, they're just like, oh, wow, there's so much opportunities. And they're just like, you know, I, I repent because that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. And it's just like so beautiful to see that redemption and see like that they actually want to pursue these things and like we can help them through that process. Well, and it points them back to a place of sonship as well is you're not just trying to tell them like you're a person doing these things, but you remind them like you're a son of a king and our king is a king of love and righteousness and peace and joy. That's what his kingdom is built around. So a lot of the times when you're giving those corrections or advice or just wisdom and revelations in these moments, it's. It's as simple as just like, hey, you're a son. Don't forget. Like, you don't have to do this. It's, there's a much better thing for you to walk into with that. Yeah, I was reading through some of the letters in Revelation today that Jesus had for the, the churches. And some of it, like, the way that he, like, addressed his, his letters to each of the churches, there's, and the majority of them, there's kind of like a structure where he's, like, encouraging them, like, hey, like, you know, I see how you're doing this so well and, like, persevering through love and, like, you know, going through all this persecution and still like holding fast to me and he's like but I also see this so he's like affirming who they are and like encouraging them and he's like well here's like you know the shepherding rod like I'm going to correct you right here and then he also gives them a promise at the end of it and it's like mm-hmm. at the end of that man like the promise is always like so weighty and like it's worth that price of like you know whatever that cost is it's worth laying down or correcting or seeing stuff that you might not have seen before and just be like oh like I need to return to my first love. I've been doing all this well. Like yeah. I'll do that. And then at the like the the reward of it is so great. And it's just worth every price. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But just the way that the way that he structured that is just like so beautiful. Because if I'm ever receiving anything like that or someone's correcting me in that way, I would just be so thankful at the end of that if they just approached it with like that's just such a heart of love and just like Jesus in his full glory, just like cascading his love on you and just be like, hey. This is uh this is who you really are, and this is this is what's available to you. Yeah. When you really walk in that, and I think that's a big role of what the shepherd is. And it's just like, 
Man, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make me more like that. Yeah. Teach me your ways. One of my other favorite moments as well was actually, I was reading Timothy recently. Uh, it's First Timothy chapter 2 when um, Paul is kind of leaving instruction for Timothy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think just from people I've talked to, I don't think there was a truer pastor, I mean, besides Jesus, than Timothy was. Like, just what he inherited, and he had an apostle come in, Paul, and just laid the ground. He said, you don't have to come up with all these special things. Like, these have been laid by the foundation of Jesus, and, like, here are the instructions for you to lead. And one of my favorite things he says is, in verse 8, he says to Timothy, uh, therefore I encourage the men to pray on every occasion with hands lifted to God in worship, with clean hearts, free from frustration or strife. And that's what he he tells Timothy. He's like, one of my greatest desires is that, is that people could just get together and strife, meaning like the inward quarreling, which sometimes it's that you, as like a shepherd, sometimes it's not even the things happening around, but it's what's on the inside. It's lies. It's the enemy's voice that people don't know that they're being exposed to. And in that sense, Paul is like, if you can just get him back to a place of worship and thanksgiving, then they will realign themselves as well. And just as Jesus leading as a shepherd, it's there were times when he would give swift instruction and correction, and other times he just brought them back to the goodness of the Father, and they were able to, you know, mm-hmm. have the revelation of what they needed to walk yeah. in instead. That's good. So let me ask you this. What would you say to someone, so for me personally, <clears throat> I don't identify with a shepherd as much as I do some of the, the other revelations of who Jesus is or like some of the other fivefold mm-hmm. ministries um, so like how would you encourage someone like me who doesn't identify with that or it doesn't come as naturally to me to like shepherd people through stuff like because there are situations that are so real in people's lives and it's really like weighing on them and they really need guidance and wisdom on them and they really need like someone to shepherd them through them but a lot of those situations to some people like me it's not as natural <laughs> Honestly, my natural reaction to a lot of those scenarios is like, get over it. <laughs> like, like, just go see Kevin. Like, yeah. go go love Jesus. <laughs> but it is there is some other like actual wisdom in that that sometimes I it, it's a little bit harder for me. So, how would you approach that? Like, encourage someone else who it doesn't come supernaturally to to really walk in that because it is something that I need to grow in personally, and there are people like me too. So that's yeah. the reason why I ask. <laughs> So I would say for people who really have a heart to serve others is where a lot of that comes from is you just have to realize that Jesus already laid a lot of instruction out for his people. And sometimes it's just the simple reminders of, hey, he's a good father, like he's going to be there for you. And I've seen statements like that really bring people back to a place of just thanksgiving of like I'm better than the birds in the air and like the creatures like if he takes care of them how much more will he take care of me sometimes it's just reminding them of the simple simple things that Jesus taught of like you have a father and he is good and then other times it's you it all has to be based on love honestly is love will will bring you closer in any relationship. I mean, that's, you know, marriage, for example, is mm-hmm. what, what brings you to marriage. It's your overflow of love for somebody. And when you do that with your friends, with the people around you, and you just learn to be with them, learn what, like how their life works, what they're doing. And um, even with me and having that rough night at fire and just feeling unloved and lonely and broken and just I was orphaned and by myself, 
it was someone as simple as, hey, I noticed you were just upset the other day. Let's talk. And it's those little, those little motions and um, gestures of love that just draw people in. And really, when people get close to you, they trust you. And, you know, you don't have to pry. Sometimes, I mean, there have been times for even my spiritual father where he just walks in the room and I'm just like, I have so many problems. <laughs> and it's like, help me. And he, he's like, you don't even say hi to me yet. And I'm like, I know, but you're here. And I just know that you, you can, you love me so well. Like, I know you're going to help me. You're going to give me what I need. And so that, I think that's what it comes down to is you, you look at love for that person and you just say like, I, I want to be for them. Like Jesus, what plans do you have? And again, it, it pulls in that prophetic thing of you're just willing to listen for the others around you and just constantly remind them and encourage them just who they are and what they're supposed to be in. That's good. That helps out a lot. And hopefully that blesses our listeners too. Yes. Well, <laughs> why don't we wrap this up? Do you want to pray us out, pray for our listeners? Absolutely. So, yeah. Holy Spirit, we love you. And we are so thankful that you have given us ears to hear our good shepherd and the things he has and you make the encouragement sweet and yet you also make it where correction is so sweet so we just honor you for what you've done to give us a gateway into our father and how good he is and um for for the people listening yeah i just i bless you just to love just to love as simple as that to walk in and just notice someone and just constantly remind them of who they are what they carry and for you as well just a fresh fresh revelation that your ears are opened to even who you are and what you're supposed to walk in but i bless you with just peace for your situations that you're in whether it's a celebration or there are things that are going on and just joy over all of you that you can just happily pursue your king and your holy spirit through um whatever you're going through so i yeah Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, Peter, thank you very much. Absolutely. For signing off Fire Podcast. I've been Jeffrey Hawthorne. He's been Peter Lewis. That's been Jesus. Goodbye. You're like the wind in the trees. You're like the sun on my skin. You're like the ocean breeze. I breathe you in. You're like the wind in the trees. Like the sun.